What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Thursday, so time to go over the week 15 rankings. It is the first week of the fantasy playoffs, and while hopefully many of you have secured a buy, it's definitely an important week for most of you. So we're going to hop right into things. Thursday night game, 49ers at Seahawks, 43.5 point total, 49ers, 3.5 point road favorites. For the 49ers, Debo uh, obviously going to miss this game with the ankle and knee injuries. Very fortunate news for them that he is going to return this season. They said before playoffs, my guess is if they have that secured, it's not like a super important game week 18. Though, let's be honest, they're going to bring him back in the actual playoffs. Uh, yeah, he's not going to play. And so we've got an offense that was already very condensed amongst just a few players that's now going to condense among really just McCaffrey, Kittle, and Ayuk. They're going to mix in Juwan Jennings, you know, they're going to mix in um, Mason, but for the most part, like the the vast majority of the volume is going to go to these three players. And so I would say McCaffrey, Kittle, must starts. I don't see a world where you're not playing them. And then Ayuk, I'll say extremely strong play. Maybe if you have a very, very good team that he is like your fourth best wide receiver, you can only start three, you are benching him. But I would say for the vast majority of you, he's a very, very good play. The Seahawks are an elite matchup for all positions besides wide receiver. And so I can see looking at that and saying, oh, I don't love Ayuk. But just as the very clear top option, the passing game for them now, um, I guess you could include Kittle there. But like Ayuk's the top option. Uh, it's just, it's he's a really, really good play. I would probably get him into your starting lineup. Uh, and again, the other guys, like I just, I don't see how you bench them. Then for the Seahawks, um, we'll see what the status is of Ken Walker. My guess is that he does return this week. That's how they were kind of setting it up last week. He was a game time decision. We kind of knew he wasn't going to actually play last week, but I think they knew we're going to have the short week. If we put him out there on Sunday, I mean, odds are he probably can't even play on Thursday because like, you know, kind of rushing him back from this injury, like that just wouldn't be very smart. He's probably going to get a little bit banged up and need a little bit more time to recover. Play him on Thursday makes no sense. So don't play him on Sunday. Give him a little bit more time. Play him on Thursday. Then he's got that full time to recover for like a, you know, mini buy, a week and a half buy. And so I think he's going to play this week. If he does, uh, single worst matchup for opposing running backs and he be coming off an ankle injury. So even though usually at full health in a neutral matchup, you're just jamming him into lineups just for the upside. It doesn't necessarily go off every week, but like the upside to have, you know, 150 and a few scores, that upside is still there. Like everyone retains their ceiling, but in a really difficult matchup, his chances of hitting that, especially with an ankle injury, are not as high. So I'm not very excited to play him. Um, I would say the best plays in Seattle are Metcalf, Lockett, and Geno. Um, I'd have a hard time benching Metcalf, benching Lockett, especially, I mean, Lockett scored, what, six straight games. These two combined for a 50% target share. Like, these two have been really, really good. Um, because of that, Geno usually grades out really well. Um, obviously, like I said, difficult matchup playing the 49ers, but I would play Metcalf, I would play Lockett, and if you have to stream Geno, like, you know, he's been the person that's gotten you in the playoffs, I think it's totally fine to do that. On to the Saturday games. That's right, three Saturday games. 1 o'clock, uh, like 4 or 4.30, and then 8.15 Eastern. So please know that. Please remember on Friday night, on, you know, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, that there are games on Saturday. So 
move those players into if you're starting a wide receiver into the wide receiver spot starting running back into the running back spot don't play anyone in the flex on saturday especially if you have players who are questionable with injuries you just always want to say hey i'm playing this person he's a wide receiver so play him at wide receiver don't just like limit your options come sunday especially if you want to like game theory things and maybe start different types of players uh depending on how your first players play but yeah one o'clock game that's going to be colts at vikings uh we're gonna have a 48 and a half point total so pretty high total and then vikings four and a half point home favorites for the colts uh jonathan taylor is the only must start and then Pittman is the only strong play the vikings defense has been getting just annihilated through the air though so in deeper formats especially for those of you with maybe three wide receiver spots multiple flex spots you could take a look at paris campbell at alec pierce they're not terrible plays uh but for most of you 8 10 12 team leagues uh two wide receiver one flex you don't need to look to those two especially if you were a playoff team um but i would definitely look at pitman like pitman's a really really good start um everyone has found success uh, against the vikings through the air and so it's very likely also that we're going to see the colts need to be aggressive they're also coming off their bye we expect them to play a little bit better like it just makes a lot of sense that these pass catchers are gonna have decent games so Pittman, really strong start other two if you need them really not bad plays um again vikings number one matchup for opposing wide receivers um and then i would say for for matt ryan like you know we're not really streaming matt ryan this week he hasn't been fantastic uh for those of you in like you know, 14, 16 team leagues, maybe you can, or I would say super flex leagues. If you're in a super flex league, you need that second quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan's not a bad option this week. Again, like lesser, I don't want to say lesser quarterbacks have been better, but like I get Mac Jones is a lesser quarterback. He had a fine game against the Vikings. Uh, even like not that great quarterbacks have had really good games against them. Uh, I think Matt Ryan can play well enough to play in super flex leagues. Everyone else probably don't need to play him. For the Vikings, um, obviously start Justin Jefferson. Uh, then the likelihood is you're going to need to start Dalvin Cook as well. Um, he hasn't been like amazing recently, but his snap share is insane. Uh, the touches are there. He's still a very good player. If you happen to have, you know, three other running back ones or like two other running back ones and like a really good wide receiver core and you are benching him. Okay. Uh, but I would say like, you know, he, he's a good play. I, I, I don't think that even given his performances recently, you should probably just play Dalvin Cook. Um, behind those two, I think Hawkinson's a weekly must start just given his involvement in the offense, at least for receptions in every game since joining the Vikings, playing virtually every every snap. Like, doesn't take that much to be a must start at tight end. Uh, Hawkinson just involved enough, good enough touchdown expectation. You should just play him, uh, even in what is a pretty difficult matchup. Uh, and then I'd say the biggest decision is with Cousins and Thielen. Thielen is a wide receiver 40 in points per game and only has one game with at least 70 receiving yards. He's a fringe player this week. Um, he's someone that if you look at projections and rankings, he's going to be right on the edges of like kind of flex consideration. For those players, I typically lean towards ceiling. I'm okay saying, okay, you know, you maybe you have a lower floor. You might get me only like five points, but like we know Thielen's not going off. Like at least it's very, very, very unlikely that Thielen goes off. So if he hits, he's probably only hitting for like 13 or 14, which would still be fine, but that's if he hits. You know, I'd rather play someone there who maybe has like half a point to a full point lower projection, but if they hit, 
you know, they could go for like 20 or 25 and really help me out. I don't want to field a team of players who, if they hit, they're all at like 14 because then I don't really have the ceiling. So especially if you're an underdog this week, what if you're like, you know, the five or the six seed in a 12-team league and you're playing one of these top teams, you might need to start someone who really has that ceiling. And I just don't think Thielen against the Colts has that. He hasn't shown it yet this season against the Colts. would be a weird spot for that to come out. Then as for Kirk, um, I know it's a tough matchup, uh, but he has Justin Jefferson. You know, any matchup, Justin Jefferson could just go off and he's going to bring Kirk Cousins with him if that uh, that happens. Um, and honestly, if you look at the other streaming options, we've got like Trevor Lawrence faces the Cowboys. That's difficult. Uh, Fields is playing the Eagles. Two is at Buffalo with Snow. Geno gets the 49ers. Like, a lot of these options that have been in streaming consideration, a lot of people have, you know, like two of that group because, let's be honest, many of them are on free agency at different times. None of them have good matchups. And so I don't want you to just look at this and say, oh, bad matchup, can't play him. It's like a lot of people have bad matchups. So I don't think he's, you know, in a great spot. I'm not expecting him to be phenomenal, um, but I'm not expecting many quarterbacks in this like 8 to 15 range to be incredible. It's really like the high end this week. And so if he's your top option, you've been streaming him, you don't have someone else you trust, I think it's totally fine to play him. Next up, the uh, like mid-afternoon game on Saturday, Ravens at Browns, extremely low, 38.5 point total, Browns 2.5 point home favorites. For the Ravens, uh, a lot depends on Lamar and Huntley. Lamar has been a DNP to start the week. Huntley's been practicing but hasn't cleared the protocol yet. Um, they seem to think Huntley's going to be good to go. It just depends, right? Like, it's difficult. When you have a concussion on, you know, Sunday, it's hard to be cleared for the next week. And this is a Saturday game, so he's one less day to be cleared. So even though he's practicing, he's not necessarily a lock to be cleared for the game. Um, if he is cleared, I think he's like a fine streaming option because of the mobility, uh, but not like a fantastic one. He's going to grade out probably, honestly, outside of the top 15. Uh, but we'll just see kind of what happens. Um, I'm not expecting Lamar to play, though. Um, at the end of the day, you're not playing any of these wide receivers, like maybe Demarcus Robinson in a deeper format, but you better have multiple fuck spots and be in like a 14 or 16 team league, uh, 12 team leagues. You don't need to really go towards him. And then I think regardless, you're playing Mark Andrews, like no matter who the quarterback is this week, it's Mark Andrews. He could have eight for hundred touchdown with like me at quarterback. So unless you've got another top five option, like maybe you have Hawkinson, uh, like maybe that's your case. I don't know how that happened, but maybe you have that. Or maybe you added Waller. We'll kind of get to Waller in a second, but maybe you added Waller. He ends up playing this week, and you feel better about that. I don't know why you would, but if you do feel better about that, and you're like, nope, um, Huntley's out, Lamar's out, I don't want to play Mark Andrews, I get it. Um, but again, it's Mark Andrews. Like The entire offense is going to be centered, at least passing offense, be centered around him. I know he's had a few bad games recently, but it's Mark Andrews. I would just play him if you have him. Uh, then for the running backs, I'm not in love with them. Dobbins had the really good game last week. Did not look good, but he had the really long run. Um, let's be honest. Like, they're both going to see around, like, 13 to 15 carries. Probably neither of them will have a reception. Um, in full PPR leagues, that's tough to get behind. We saw five yards per carry on 13 touches last week for Gus. Scored 6.6 BPR points. So, in, in PPR leagues, they're very difficult to trust. They absolutely have to score. Even when they score, it's not even that fantastic of a stat line. Um, so you can play them both. The lean is Dobbins, but you know, I, I'm not excited about either in, in full PPR, half PPR. 
Sure, Dobbins is like fine as a low end two. Uh, standard, they're both definitely better plays there. The night game, 8.15 Eastern, Miami at Buffalo. Um, we'll see what happens with the snow in this one. It's still too early to fully know. We're going to know a lot more like Friday night into Saturday, exactly what it's looking like. But initial reports are wind and snow. Snow on its own is totally fine. Um, you, you do see a downgrade in like catch rate. You see a downgrade in just you know pass rate. Like people just don't want to throw as much. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not a huge downgrade. When you add in the wind, that's an issue, especially in these colder games. You're going to get cold windshield temperatures gonna be really low it's gonna be wet so it, it's bad obviously and it's especially bad for the miami team right like the buffalo team i mean they play in that they're used to that they obviously don't want it to be a snowstorm but miami's not used to that and so we'll kind of see um i honestly think that's why the line is seven and a half points i didn't mention it yet but 42 point total seven and a half points if this game is played in miami we're probably looking at like a 50 point total maybe 51 52 points and the, it's probably like a maybe only a three point edge for buffalo so game environment here definitely gonna play a factor for the dolphins uh again at buffalo snow stick to your studs uh we're not playing like ancillary players in this spot um, under no circumstance uh, can you bench Tyreek Hill if he's active. So as long as Hill is active, I know he's had this ankle injury. I know it's like a bad spot. It's Tyreek Hill. You play him. Uh, and then I would say Waddle is still a strong play, but not a must start. And this is one of the strong plays where like if you've got someone else and you're okay benching him, I'm fine with that. Um, I always prefer to lean towards playing Waddle. We haven't seen it recently, but... He is the type of player, like if you're looking at it like uh, Thielen, obviously Waddle's going to project better than Thielen. But if we were comparing the two, Waddle can have, like he had early in the year, like 11 for 170 in a touchdown. And then you just win, right? Thielen can't do that. And there's a lot of players who can't do that, right? So having someone who can is a good bet. And so if you want to play him in the flex, even in this game environment, he can take a, you know, a one-yard hitch or a three-yard screen pass or a seven-yard slant to the house. Like it, it doesn't have to be a deep pass. He can still just outrun everyone. And so I think I would still play him. Um, beyond that, the decision with the running backs probably comes down to Jeff Wilson. If Jeff Wilson plays, don't don't play these running backs. Uh, but if he is out, which is kind of looking like the case, uh, Mostert will be like a fine low-end running back too. Um, they could lean on more him more because of the weather and because you know they don't really want to play Gaskin and Ahmed. But, you know. It's still not like a phenomenal play. It was in a much better spot last week against a much worse run defense. Still didn't hit. Uh, so fine, but not fantastic. And then Tua, um, been off recently. Like, even I know he's been under pressure a lot. I know the Lions kind of failed him at times. Um, but like, even when he hasn't been seeing a ton of pressure, he has been missing wide open players. And that's a problem when you play in the snow and the cold in Buffalo. So he's not that good of a play this week. Um, he's got Hill and Waddle. They can take any play to the house. And so he'll be fine. Um, but like, if you have another top 12 quarterback, you've got another streaming option you want. I would probably lean towards that player. I really do not feel good about Tua this week. Then for the bills, uh, Josh Allen digs always must starts. Uh, no one else is even a strong play though. Gabe Davis has upside in the flex, but, um, like I'd still prefer to play Jalen Waddle, I think. Um, and obviously everyone's upside has a lower chance of hitting this week than in normal weeks. Um, I would say that Gabe Davis is 
probably not the reason you made the playoffs. And so you probably haven't been starting him right now. And so why would you like begin this week? Uh, so the only real decision here, um, I guess with Knox, but I don't really want to play Knox this week. Uh, the only decision is I would say with the running backs, um, if we look at the bad weather and we say maybe they get more opportunity, sure. Um, I would say they're both low end twos. The lean is definitely Singletary. Um, but both are going to grade out around that running back 30 spot. Um, neither are going to be all that fantastic of plays. We're not expecting, you know, like four touchdowns from Buffalo this week. And so fine, not fantastic. Sunday games kick off at one. So don't have to worry about a 930 kickoff this week. Uh, we'll start off with Eagles at Bears, 48 and a half point total Eagles, nine point road favorites. For the Eagles, uh, Chicago has been trash on defense. Uh, they've also been a run funnel, which, you know, the Eagles are perfectly willing to run the ball, so that's totally fine. Uh, they're facing the highest opponent rush play percentage in the entire NFL. Um, their defense has just fallen apart. Uh, their offense is fine, but not good enough to, like, force teams to consistently throw it. And so it's basically like, we can do whatever we want. Oh, look, we're beating them by a good amount. Uh, we'd like to keep Justin Fields off the field. Let's just run the ball every play and win the game. And that's kind of how every game goes. Um, I don't expect the Eagles to do anything differently. So maybe we start off with, you know, some deep shots to uh, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, and they're kind of getting going. Once we see the second half, if they're off by a decent amount, there's nothing that's going to stop their ground game. And so pretty clear that Miles Sanders is a must start. Uh, but even, even just looking at everyone else, like Hertz is a must start. A.J. Brown's a must start. Um, I guess you have a decision with Devonta Smith, but he's been wide receiver 22 right now. Um, despite them facing, you know, such a low pass play percentage, they're still just not a good defense. I just want to start everyone against them. Um, so I would play Devonta Smith. And then the only thing that could kind of change that is Dallas Goddard. So if Goddard's out, I would say Devonta Smith, very, very good play. If Goddard plays, Devonta Smith has been like the biggest beneficiary of him missing time and so he would get downgraded the most still someone I would want to play uh, but I would say like it would just hurt him a little bit um, and then if Goddard does play we'll see what the reports are my guess personally is that they do wait until week 16 because it doesn't feel like a spot where they need him get him 100% bring him back next week um, but if he's back it indicates to me he probably has no limitations so if there's no report and limitations any plays, I mean, I'd play him. There's not that many good tight ends, and so he'd be a mid-range tight end one. Then for the Bears, uh, Eagles obviously have an elite defense, but Fields gets most of his value from rushing, and so even though they have a great pass defense, well, that doesn't matter. We only need like 150, 175 passing yards from Fields if he's going to run for like 60, 70, have upside to run for 100 and a score. Um, so, you know, playing at home, coming off by, the the home field advantage is going to help a little bit with the pass rush of the Eagles. I don't want to call him must start because he's playing the Eagles. It's a terrible spot for him. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of streaming quarterbacks that don't have fantastic matchups. If you've got fields, he's been the one that's brought you into the playoffs. I don't see a reason to bench him. I would just keep writing him. Uh, other two options are Montgomery and Cole Clement. Um, Clue Herbert is not eligible to return until week 16. So you're going to get Montgomery and, you know, in line for like 17 to 20 touches, all the goal line work besides what field steals, obviously, but all the running back goal line work, um, that makes him a very strong play, even against, you know, a really good Eagles defense that's been better against the run as of late. Um, I would also consider 
Kement a strong play. So I'd say I'd say Montgomery's a strong play. I think Kement's a strong play as well. 26.5% target share since the Mooney injury. That leads the team. That leads all tight ends over that time. I know the passing play volume isn't great, but he's still having a decent amount of total volume. So that's still up there amongst the other tight ends. Um, he's going to get work in the red zone. Because let's be honest, like who are you going to throw to? You're going to throw to... Claypool hasn't really been that fantastic. Like you can throw to Montgomery. If you're throwing to anyone, you're probably throwing to Cole Kement. And so decent tight end option. I would definitely start him. Next up, Falcons at Saints, 43 point total, four and a half point home favorites for the Saints. For the Falcons, uh, no one's must start. To be honest, no one is a strong play either. Um, Patterson, Drake London, both viable, um, both hopefully going to be better with Ritter under center. Um, but I want to see the offense play out before I start Drake London, especially because it's not a situation of like, did Drake London get you in the playoffs? Probably not. Probably someone else did. And so why would you switch to Drake London now? There's still risk that, you know, Ritter's not that great because let's be honest. I mean, if Ritter was fantastic, Mariota has been trash this season. So Ritter would have taken over a little bit earlier if he was playing great. So, and he wasn't a great prospect to begin with. So he could still be good, still be an upgrade, but I want to see it first for, for playing uh, London. Then for uh, Patterson, touches are capped because they're going to use Algier. Uh, the offense isn't fantastic. The spot isn't great. I mean, at New Orleans is never a good place to play. And so I think you can use Patterson if you need him. Um, if he's easily your, your best running back too, you know, he's not a bad play. He's still a solid play. He's going to get a lot of um, touchdown upside if they get close. I don't know how many times they'll get close, but he'll be the person they lean on. Um, I don't think he's like a smash play though. I don't even want to call him a strong start. Then for the Saints, um, much better matchup, obviously, against a very attackable Falcons defense. Uh, Atlanta is a plus matchup to every position. Uh, they are seeing a top six rush play rate, so teams are definitely running on them, though that's because they've been bad and they're like losing in the second half of games. Um, I would say on average, you're not attacking them necessarily with running backs strictly. You can do so with wide receivers do so with tight ends. They are still just not a good defense overall. Um, I would consider Kamara. I would consider Olave. Clear must starts this week. Um, even with Andy Dalton at quarterback, this is not a good defense. They account for a massive share of the total offense. You're playing them. Uh, Dalton is a fine streaming option. I don't like, he's not going to be a, you know, a top 10 play. Uh, and I would say like, you know, if, if other quarterbacks have gotten you there, don't go on free agency and like add Andy Dalton just for this matchup, especially because, well, Taysom Hill's going to mix in at times. You've always technically got that risk that Winston kind of takes over at some point. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this week, but you do have the risk that, you know, Taysom Hill comes in for red zone snap, takes a touchdown. And it's not like he's, you know, an incredible talent where it's like, oh, it's okay if he misses out on some touchdowns. He needs all those touchdowns to pay off, especially because he doesn't run the ball. So fine streaming option if you need him. Not fantastic. I would say the biggest discussion is with the tight ends. Uh, Juwan Johnson's health is going to be a really big factor. If he's out, Taysom Hill is like a good play at tight end. Given that he's going to carry the ball, he's going to mix in for a few pass attempts, he's going to have an opportunity in the receiving game. Like he's a good play at tight end if Juwan Johnson is out. If Juwan Johnson, Johnson plays, it's not as good, but still viable. Uh, but then Johnson, like Johnson will be, if he's going to be out there for a full snap share, a totally fine play to stream at tight end. He won't be a top 10 option, but he'll be in that like, you know, 12 to 15 sort of range where he's very similar to all those plays. And so if you needed him and he's active, I'd be fine playing him. Next up, we've got the Chiefs at the Texans, 49 and a half point total. Chiefs, 14 point 
road favorites. That's pretty monstrous total for a road favorite. Um, World Chiefs. Great spot for the running backs. Uh, Houston has faced the second highest behind the Bears uh, rush play percentage this season. And then they are the third best matchup for opposing running backs. So great spot for running backs. We talked about it every single week. You want running backs against Houston. I hesitate in calling Pacheco a must start, but I would say if you've got him, you better have some really good options if you're not at least playing him the flex. Like I think if you've got Pacheco, play him this week. Uh, behind him, McKinnon went off last week. Not really a spot where they need him in the receiving game, but Houston is a terrible matchup for opposing wide receivers. They are um, the single worst matchup, actually, for opposing wide receivers. And so they might just still use him, even if they're winning decently, like, they're going to use him in the passing game. He'll get a few carries. He'll be involved in the red zone, so good scoring chances. Like Pacheco's a perfectly fine play if you have to use him as a low-end running back, too. Um, if you've got like really good options and you're like, oh, you know, I've got Kamara and David Montgomery, something like that. It's like if you've got players who are going to have 17 to 20 touches and red zone involvement, you can play them over McKinnon. But if you've kind of been like trying to figure out running back, too, you've got injuries, you've got like kind of busted the position... He's not a bad play, so he's totally fine to play there. Um, after that, obviously, start Mahomes, start Travis Kelsey. Um, and honestly, I would bench all the wide receivers. Like, Juju's the best play, but this is not a good matchup. Like, they are good. Houston's really good at defending wide receivers. Teams don't throw on them. I know it's Mahomes, and he can overtake any matchup, but it's like, do you really have confidence in any of the wide receivers? Probably not. And so, play Mahomes, play Kelsey, play Pacheco, uh, play McKinnon if you need him. I'd bench everyone else. Then for the Texans, Casey's uh, a great matchup for opposing wide receiver ones, but we will see who's able to play this week. I'm imagining Brandon Cooks is done for the season and that Nico potentially is, but I don't think Nico's going to play this week. Hasn't practiced through Wednesday. Odds are he's not going to play. I don't think there's any incentive for them to play him. And then Damian Pierce, obviously going to miss a few weeks. They have rotation at tight end. Like It's not great for the Texans. You can kind of see why they're 14-point home underdogs. Um I think it's totally fine to bench everyone. I would personally not be willing to play the running backs. A lot of people have asked about that. No, they're going to be rotation. They're not going to be efficient. Like, I don't want to play the running backs. Um, and then Chris Moore, I would say, is fine. If you got to play Chris Moore, great game last week in a very difficult matchup at Dallas. Home this week. Uh, Chiefs are very bad at defending wide receiver ones. Um, he's clearly their, like, option they're going to lean on. If you've got to play Chris Moore in the flex this week, I think that is absolutely fine to do. He's not going to project amazingly but he's been wide receiver 29 right now like you know that's ahead of adam thielen so he's like still a pretty decent playing the flex if you got to use him i uh, definitely bailed some people out of that spot uh, last week can do so again this week next up we've got steelers at panthers very low 38 and a half point total panthers two and a half point home favorites uh, having won three of their last four and uh panthers i'm talking about here three of the last four have scored at least 21 in six of the last seven, like they're playing a lot better. They are running the ball a ton, but they're successful doing so, and they will probably do that again this week. For the Steelers, uh, Pratt Frymuth, I would say must start just given the tight end position involved enough uh, in the red zone between the 20s. Just play him. Uh, and no one else is even a strong start. I would imagine we're back to Trubisky quarterback because I don't think Pickett's going to play this week due to the concussion. Uh, it doesn't make a huge difference, but I think personally it's a downgrade for everyone. Um, Najee's the best play behind Pat, but you all know how bad he's been this season. Grades out as running back 23. Odds are you have to play him because you probably draft him in the first round. Um, odds are if you made the playoff drafting in the first round, you probably want wide receiver heavy after that. 
And so you probably don't have two running backs that are going to project better than him. Like if you did, if you picked up um, Donovan Knight, you picked up Pacheco, like running backs like that, sure, play them ahead of him, uh, bench him if you need to, but running back 23. So don't be starting like running back 30 ahead of him just because you're frustrated. Um, other than that, though, Pickens, Deontay, their wide receiver is like 42 and 40 right now. In deeper leagues, you can play them. I really, it's not a good spot for them this week. I would bench them. Then for the Panthers, uh, again, like I said, they're running the ball a ton. Highest rush play percentage over the last three weeks. They're facing a Steelers defense that the Ravens just ran on 68% of the time. Like, they can do that this week. They can go out there and run the ball 60-70% of plays if it's being effective and they're winning. So expect a lot of Foreman and Chuba Hubbard this week. Uh, They're only going to throw the ball if they need to. That means... Don't play any pass catchers unless you're in a super deep format and you have to. Um, and honestly, Foreman and Chuba are not bad options. If you have to play them at running back two, you don't love your other options. They're going to get plenty of opportunities. They both look good last week. And again, unless Pittsburgh goes out there, which I don't think is going to happen. Pittsburgh on the road is going to go out there and like go up 21-0 or something like that. Probably not. I think the Panthers win. I think they win easily. And I think they win with the running backs. And especially when they get close, these two are going to score. So I think they're both pretty solid plays and back to this week. Next up, Lions at Jets. Uh, lower than expected, 44 and a half point total. Jets actually one point home favorites. For the Lions, uh, Motor St. Brown is a lone must start. No one is a strong start. It's a very, very good Jets defense. It's on the road. Like it, It's not a good spot for the Lions. I know they're a, a fantastic offense, but... I just I don't think anyone is a really a strong start behind him under St. Brown. Swift is the next best play, um, and he'd be a must start if they used him like they did in Week 13. But last week they went back to that stupid running back by committee. Um, he dropped down to 10 opportunities after 20 uh, the previous week. Worth noting that he was added to the injury report last week. So in in 13 he was off the injury report, all practice in full, 20 opportunities. Then last week. He was limited and on the injury report. Now, he had full practice Thursday and Friday, I believe, last week, but he was limited to start the week. And so maybe that's why it's just such a difficult situation. Um, I understand if you want to avoid it. If you have other options that you really trust, I'm fine going with them. I think he's been running back 20 right now. Jamal's been running back 30 because he doesn't have a catch since week eight. <laughs> so um, I don't love Jamal. Like, even if he scores a touchdown, he might only score nine total, like, full PPR points. Um, but yeah, with Swift, like, Hopefully he practices in full. Hopefully we get a report that like he's going to get more work than last week, but it's difficult to trust. And in such a bad spot, he's not even a strong play. He's just like, okay. Then for the Jets, uh, Zonovan Knight, Garrett Wilson, I think are must plays. And then no one else is even a strong start. Um, If you needed to stream Mike White, then I think it's fine. Um, He's grading out a tad lower than other streaming options. Like I don't think you need to do that, but if you do, um, I think it's fine. Um, I'll say this, though, like, since week six, like, their week six bye, so from that point on, the Lions have switched it up. Like, they were awful at defending everything, but really on the ground, they've been incredible defending running backs recently. It's a bad matchup for opposing running backs. I think Zonovan Knight is still a must-play just because he's going to get so much volume. He's going to get to work at the goal line. He'll get a few targets. Like, just volume alone, just given the running back position, it's enough to play him at running back, too, even in a difficult matchup. Um but I'll say, like, if you wanted to play um, 
Mike White and you were looking for something to like benefit that, teams have been throwing on the Lions a lot more because they're more attackable through the air than on the ground. So I really just think this is an eruption spot for Garrett Wilson, going to have another phenomenal game. Uh, but if you got to play Mike White, it's fine. And again, I think you're still playing uh, Zonovan Knight. And if you have to, and this is if you have to, in a 14-16 team league, um, Elijah Moore is not a terrible play. Don't play him in 12-team leagues, though. Final one o'clock game is going to be Cowboys at Jaguars, 47.5 point total. Cowboys, 4.5 point road favorites. For the Cowboys, uh, Jacksonville is a plus matchup for every single position. Um, I wouldn't say they're a defense that it's like, oh my goodness, we're playing Jacksonville. Like, you got to start everyone, right? But they're not a good defense. And their offense has been good enough to force teams to remain aggressive. So even though teams are successful against them, they got to continue being aggressive because Jacksonville's offense has been good. Uh, this is a much better spot for especially the passing offense of Dallas than Houston was last week. Remember a few minutes ago, we talked about how Houston is a terrible matchup for wide receivers. Much better matchup for Lamb, for Gallup, for T.Y. Hilton now uh, this week. I'll say with T.Y. just to get that one out of the way. You don't need to play T.Y. Like maybe pick him up and stash him if you really want to. Um, odds are he plays like a few snaps if he's even active. Uh, he'd need to hit for a long touchdown on those snaps. Odds are low. Like you, you made the playoffs without T.Y. Hilton. You're, you're not starting him this week. Um, I would say the discussion is with Zeke because like Pollard's a must start. Lamb's a must start. Um, Schultz is a strong start. Dak is a strong start. Um, it's really just Zeke that people are going to have questions about. And I think like, I think this game could pop off. I think Jacksonville's been really good. And if they can find success, we could see Dallas push 30 points. And if Dallas is scoring, like, let's be honest, like Zeke's going to get his work on the ground, maybe get a target or two and has a pretty decent chance of scoring a touchdown. And I would say that unless you've got really, really good options, just play Zeke at running back two. He's going to get you some points. He does have multi-touchdown upside. Um, I personally would just play him unless, again, you have really good options behind him. And then if we're looking at secondary options for the wide receivers, Gallup is fine, but he has one game over 50 receiving yards. I just think he's a deep league play only. Then for the Jaguars, I don't think anyone's a must start, uh, but all of like Trevor Lawrence, Etienne, Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, I think they're all strong plays. I think they're good enough plays to where if you don't feel just like locked in, like many of you are locked in a wide receiver and you're like, no, I have three top 15 wide receivers at this point. Uh, I don't need to play Kirk or Zay Jones. I think that's totally fine. But I think unless that's the case, like if you've kind of been streaming, maybe that flex spot, that third wide receiver spot, second wide receiver spot, things like that. Like, like I said, this is a game that could pop off and the Jaguars have been really good on offense and this core of players is getting virtually all the volume. So it's a relatively condensed offense. Um, I think that like just given how well they have played recently and given that involvement that every player has, I think they're all good plays. Um, Zay, probably the one you can kick off first. Then Ingram is is probably just in that like tight end, you know, seven to ten range. Then you'd be looking at um, Etienne and then Kirk, probably the strongest play amongst them. Um, people are definitely concerned with Etienne, and then it's a difficult matchup against the Cowboys. But the volume is there. Like he's getting the touches. He just needs to like play better. And so I have to imagine you're still playing him, but it's another situation where it's like, if you've got really good options and you're okay benching him because they project the same, sure, do it. But I don't want people to be super afraid to play Etienne because he's such an explosive player and he's, you know, 
has such a high share of their running back opportunities that he has upside. And I don't want to see people like bench him because they're scared, play someone who only projects for like nine points and then watch him score 25 on the bench. So I think you're playing them. Uh, but again, up to you what you want to do. Four o'clock games kick off with Patriots at Raiders, uh, 44 and a half point total Patriots, one point road favorites. The Patriots definitely depends on Stevenson. Uh, if he plays, I think you play him because we have to just assume he's healthy enough to play uh, if he's out there. If he's out, you can use Pierre Strong. He'd be my first option as like a low end running back two. Uh, maybe Kevin Harris as like a lower end running back two. Um, I know Harris got those first opportunities, but let's be honest, Pierre Strong looked better. Um, he's faster, so he's got a better chance of hitting for a long play, long touchdown, and then he's better in the receiving game, so he's got a better chance of getting designed looks in like the screen game, um, be used more on third down. So Pierre Strong over Harris. Um, honestly, though, like there's so many outcomes here that like we'll just see. Does Damian Harris get activated this week? Is it Harris and Stevenson? Is it Stevenson and these other guys? Is it Harris and these other guys? Like, we just don't really know at this point. And so I'll adjust the rankings. I'll be on top of that. And then we'll see uh, what, you know, who plays. And we'll go from there. Um, for the wide receivers, it's only Myers. I know they have all these injuries. But if Myers comes back from the concussion, expect a full snap share uh, and the number one matchup for slot wide receivers. Like we traded for a mid season. Uh, it hasn't like fully worked out. He's had some good games, but hasn't totally worked out. But it was for this game. And so if you traded for him, if you've been stashing him, I know he's been injured, then has a concussion. Very unfortunate timing for everything. If he's cleared to play, he's clearly the best wide receiver. It's a fantastic matchup. Play Myers. Like play Myers this week if he's out there with no limitations. And bench everyone else. Like, no one else is even good. Uh, so even in, like, a really good matchup, like, who, who's really going to take advantage? Aguilar can't catch. Uh, Thornton's been a bust. They hate Kendrick Bourne. Now Parker has the concussion. Like, it just, you don't want to be attacking this offense. Then for the Raiders, uh, brutal spot. You obviously have to play Adams and Jacobs in any spot, so just play them. Behind them, pretty tough, though. I don't really want to stream Carr against New England or ever, really. He doesn't really have that much upside, and so... I don't want him. Uh, no wide receivers have really stepped up uh, in players' absence, so we're not playing them. And then Waller could play this week. Um, not a good spot. Like maybe if they were playing a different team, I would look to him. Um, I guess if you like added him, you've been stashing him, and you don't really have another option. And he comes back, and there's a report that there's no limitation. Maybe you can trust him. But I will wait and see. Like personally. I don't think I would trust Darren Waller this week. If you got to the playoffs without him, you'd probably pick someone up at some point that's been like, okay, I would probably just keep rolling with them in the first week. But if we get that report, I need the report that he has no limitations and he's good to go. So if you see him skyrocket in the rankings this week, that's what happened. And you can kind of like look on Twitter and stuff to see like, okay, where's the report? Like see for yourself. Uh, but I, I need that report. I'm not playing Darren Waller unless I see he has no limitations this week. Next up, we've got Cardinals at Broncos. Low, very low. 36 and a half point total. Broncos three point home favorites. For the Cardinals, uh, it's going to be Colt McCoy, a quarterback. We've got the torn ACL for Kyler Murray. And at Denver isn't exactly an ideal place to play. Uh, given the matchup, given the game environment, like Hopkins, Connor, you got to start them every week. Just they're getting so much volume. And Marquise Brown is fine because he's a player that can hit for upside. But I would only play Marquise Brown if you have to. I would definitely start Hopkins and Connor 
and I would look away from everyone else. This is not a game you want to attack in fantasy. Same thing for the Broncos side. I'm expecting Brett Ripien to start because, I mean, Wilson's got the concussion. And so, like, just when you thought things couldn't get worse, basically, for these pass catchers, these running backs, it does. Uh, no one is a must start. No one is a strong start. I would say Greg Dulcich is, like, the closest to a strong start, given the number one matchup for tight ends is Arizona. So he's, he's got the best matchup. It's just, can Brett Ripien give a rookie tight end enough workload to be a must start or a strong start in the fantasy playoffs? Like, that's kind of what you have to ask yourself. Uh, so he's going to project, you know, around the tight end 10. Uh, depends what else you have. If you've got something close, I'd probably lean away from it, even in the matchup. It's just such a gross game. Next up, Titans at Chargers, 47-point total, Chargers 3-point home favorites. The Titans obviously start Derrick Henry. It's an eruption spot for him. Behind him, Aconquo is like a solid streaming option yet again, though, if Traylon Burks returns, like we talked about last week, that they're going to, they want to design him looks rest of season, and it was a strong start last week, but that was without Burks. Burks, they also want to scheme looks to him. So if Burks returns, it's a downgrade to Aconquo, but he's still fine to stream. If Burks does not return, it's still a good play for Aconquo, but um, this is a difficult matchup. So last week, the Jaguars were a plus matchup for tight ends. Now the Chargers are the fourth worst matchup. So worst matchup, potentially Burks joining. Uh, that's just going to downgrade the potential of him this week. Uh, but if you've got to play him, I'm fine doing so still. Uh, he's my tight end 11 right now after being eight last week. So a little bit of downgrade, not too much. Um, but also I'm projecting Burks back. Burks isn't back. He'll probably go right back up. Uh, and then honestly, um, with the Chargers defense playing so well last week, um, I feel like the, the best thing to do is just play Henry if you got him, use a Conquo if you need him, uh, bench everyone else. Like I, I really don't trust Burks in his first week back. And then for the Chargers, um, and again, it wasn't like an injury, like it, it's a concussion for Burks. Usually there's no limitations there, uh, but it's just, it's just not a good spot. I really don't want to use him. For the Chargers, uh, Titans are the number one pass funnel in the NFL, and they're thus a top four matchup for opposing quarterbacks wide receivers and tight ends and they're a bad matchup for running backs but we don't really care about that with Eckler like he gets all his production through the air which is still fine uh he's not gonna do much on the ground but we, we don't care he, get, he gets like two fantasy points per game on the ground obviously it's more than that but he doesn't do much on the ground um it, it's all the touchdowns and it's all the receptions and those will still be there this week um I would say Herbert Eckler Mike Williams Keenan Allen all must starts in my eyes Everett is honestly a strong start Palmer's completely viable. Like, I think Herbert is going to drop a nuke this week. We projected it last week with Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why um, all these sites like DK Underdog had like such low projections for his passing total. He was going off last week. I think Herbert does the same. I think he goes off um, all his pass catchers. All can't go off, right? You can't have Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Everett, Palmer. Like, they can't all have 100 touchdown, right? He's not throwing for 500 yards, but they're all in good enough spots. And they all have a chance to be the one that spikes that you want to start all of them and hope that you have the one that does. Final four o'clock game is going to be Bengals at Bucks, 44-point total, Bengals three-and-a-half-point road favorites. For the Bengals, uh, we will see how much Higgins practices this week. My expectation is that he does not play. Even if he does, I don't know how much I would trust him. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'd have to get some real good confirmations, some full practices in. I don't trust T. Higgins. I don't think he plays. I don't think you want to play him even if he does. Um, assuming he misses, 
you've got him out. You've got Boyd that's going to miss. We don't really know what the status is of, of Hurst. Maybe he's back. But, like, you're starting Joe Burrow, you're starting Jamar Chase, and you're starting Mixon. A huge percent of the offense is going to flow through all of those players. You want him starting all of them, uh, not starting the backup wide receivers. No, like, bargain tight end is worth playing. Like, don't pick someone up that's, like, um, not Hayden Hurst. Like, Hayden Hurst will be fine. If Hayden Hurst plays, he'll be a fine start. Uh, don't get the backup tight ends. And then Pirine, like, they're going to mix him in, but he got the lucky touchdown last week. You don't really want to rely on like five or six touches, hopefully scoring a touchdown. Like I keep P Ryan on your bench, but bench him this week. Stick to the core three, uh, and then Hurst if he plays. And then for the Bucks, uh, they've been trash this season, but the Bengals are definitely a better matchup than the 49ers. Like they were not in a good spot last week against San Fran. Uh, better spot this week. Brady's probably gonna throw the ball like 45 to 50 times. So even though he'll be inefficient. I mean, he's a low-end quarterback one because anyone that throws the ball 50 times in an okay spot is going to have passing volume and going to score fantasy points. Um, so Mike Evans, Godwin, haven't been great, but they're like mid to low-end wide receiver twos. I would probably just play them. Not must starts, but I would call them strong starts. Um, overall, though, offense has been very tough to watch. And given the volume expectations, they're fine plays, but no one else is that fantastic. Like, Low end running back twos for Fournette and White. Lean towards White because he's been better than Fournette. Um, but, you know, White's been running back 24. I think Fournette's closer to 30. Like, if you've got other options, I'm definitely fine benching them. Sunday night game is going to be Giants at Commanders. 40.5 point total. Commanders, 4.5 point home favorites. For the Giants, uh, no one grades out as a must start. Daniel Jones, Saquon are strong starts. Daniel Jones likely won't get much done. Um, through the air, just given he has no one to throw to, but he's got a lead upside with his legs. And so that's what makes him a decent streaming option. Um, despite ranking 23rd in total passing touchdowns this season, he's 10th in fantasy points. That's just the value of a mobile quarterback that scores rushing touchdowns as well. Then Saquon, uh, usually a must start, but this neck injury like clearly limited him last week. It's a brutal spot at the commanders. And I just don't have a lot of faith in his production. If he gets like full work in, they say he's a full go, I'll change my mind. But, I mean, right now, given my projections, which have him not getting a full workload, he's running back 18. And if we're going to, like, if we get more reports that, like, it's not really going to change, he's still going to be limited, then I can e pretty easily bump that down to the mid-20s, and many of you might not start him. So check the rankings on that one. Uh, it does come down to what you have. Maybe you have to start him because you just don't have another option, uh, but he's not a very good play this week. Behind those two, so behind... Um, Quarterback and running back, like looking at the wide receivers, Slayton's fine in the flex. He's someone that I'm always fine putting there because he has the upside to have 100 and a touchdown. Um, nothing stands out this week making him a must play. We're expecting a higher pass play rate. We're expecting him to be the one, um, but you know, still just like a, a flex play that if you need him, you can throw him in there. Only a wide receiver 43 right now, uh, so many of you don't have to go there. Also, some people ask about Bellinger. Commanders are the worst matchup for opposing tight ends, so I would shy away from him this week. Then for the Commanders, uh, McLaurin is a must-start. Uh, Brian Robinson, Gibson are, I would say, just below strong starts. Uh, teams have been running on the Giants a lot recently and found a lot of success in doing that. Uh, meanwhile, the Commanders have been running the ball a ton as of late, and so it just makes sense. We're going to continue to do so this week. 
Uh, Robinson in particular has looked like a lot better recently. He's a rookie coming off by. Like a lot of things point towards him having a really good game. Uh, so I'd lean towards him. Um, I think both of them, though, are totally fine to play at running back too. I think he's going to run the ball a ton. And obviously these two are going to get all of that volume. Monday night game. We Rams at Packers. Low. 39.5 point total. Packers 7 point home favorites. For the Rams, uh, Baker had a really good finish to the Raiders game. Um, everyone does well against the Raiders, so it wasn't shocking. You put together a good drive. But understand that the narrative is different because of, like, really one play. I mean, if Jacobs has one more rushing yard, the drive before, the game ends, and Baker has 150 total passing yards and no touchdowns. And we'd be coming into this week being like, okay, can't touch this team, can't touch Baker. But because Jacobs got stuffed and they got the ball back, he finishes with 230, talking about Baker now, 230 passing yards and a touchdown. It looks a lot better. He has that drive and everyone's like, yeah. But it was that one drive. The rest of the game, he did nothing. This offense was still bad. And so I still think that like no Rams players a must start. None of them are strong starts. Um, Closest you can trust is probably acres but i don't believe that he's going to get like this level of volume for the entire season if you got to play him as a lone running back too fine again i would just avoid this entire team then finally for the packers um i don't think anyone is a must start against a pretty strong rams defense but i have a hard time benching christian watson i think if aaron jones is healthy enough to play i'd have a hard time benching him as well so i, I would play those too um, especially they're a touchdown home favorite, like Christian Watson's getting a billion touchdown opportunities. I would play them. I would just play both of them. Uh, and then assuming that, you know, Aaron Jones is playing, Dylan's a fine play. Um, nothing stands out. He really needs that touchdown. He didn't get you to the playoffs. Like, I probably wouldn't play him, but obviously like there's no indication right now, but if Aaron Jones were to miss you, you're playing AJ Dillon. Um, I just think Aaron Jones is going to play. So play Jones play Watson, probably bench most other players. Lazard is also like Dylan. It's like, it's fine if you have to play him, but Lazard didn't get you to the playoffs. So I don't know why in this spot you go there now. So it was a very long one, but hopefully it was useful to all of you. Um, I'll continue updating the rankings throughout the week. And if you want to sign up for a 2023 package on the website now, there is an early bird special going on as we speak. Uh, it is the biggest discount there will be on the entire season. Um, the only discount, actually, there's not going to be another one. So if you want to get discounted uh, for like an early bird special, you can do that now. So I'll be back Saturday. It's one of my favorite plays this week. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, hop on the like button, hop subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.